Welcome to the Wildly Tarot Podcast. Hi, Esther. Hi, Holly. I'm just forcing you into it because you haven't noticed yet, and I don't want you to notice. I feel I like to tell you, you. I, I saw like the side of your head. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> so, did you not get your bangs cut when you got like a hi- half shave cut? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you tricked us. You tricked I us. I tricked you. Well, because everybody would shame me so much if I did bangs. Right. So I had to do something not bangs. Right. And that meant shaving half of my head. But it doesn't look bad. <laughs> I think it, like, and it's like a good way no. to like get like that part of your head, like a good Cooler, haircut. To be honest. I know. It's like a nice, like summery haircut without like being so super drastic about your whole entire head. Yeah. I know. Although you can really see the silver now. And when Nathan saw it, he's like, why wouldn't you just shave the whole thing? And I was like, uh, we were almost there. You, yeah, because I was going to. And then you were like, you're going to hate the growing out period. And I was like, OK, well, then I won't. But I guess it's true. I'll hate a growing out period no matter what But at least it it's just only like half of your and you can always like just put like put your side part like down just like a little. Well, when little I called more. my sister, uh-huh. my mom made me do this, uh-huh. like flip my part to prove yeah. that it was like not at all noticeable. And yeah, it is. It's not. It, no. It just is forcing me to always have my deep anxiety part, basically. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> through these times, we have to do many things. I cut bangs and you cut side shaving. I do like Mad Max Fury Road. I See, I love head. that hair. I would do it if I trusted people with that sh- close of a shave. So, <laughs> Dude, I did it to my own damn head. Uh. Like, in the middle of the afternoon, I stopped working for a minute and went and got the clippers and buzzed myself. (laughs) You're much more brave than I am. I am much more rash than you are. Like, our friend Natalie, who hosts the Ask a Badass uh, offshoot of Hedonism, she has an undercut or had an undercut for a really long time. So I texted her to be like, how do you decide what shape to do? And then, like, literally didn't even wait two entire minutes before I was like, never mind. I would see how if I would do it, I would just YouTube videos about how to do it. Like I would just go into deep research mode and then just do it myself. But my fear about that is that it would all be like, like really young, skinny people. And I would talk myself out of it because I am not waifish enough. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I actually had been thinking like, you know, this would be a great opportunity to try to get some TikTok clout. because People are cutting their hair all over the place. (laughs) But no, this had to be for me, Esther. Yes, this it is had for to you. Be for me, <laughs> not for anybody else. This is totally for you. I love it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so shaved, shaved away. And when I told my sister, she was having a really hard day, but I didn't realize it. And so oh. eventually, um, after like two seconds, she started crying. Oh no! <laughs> so. I guess you should maybe take the introduction and pop it in before I start talking about my hair. That's fine. Because you're such a good guesser. Yeah. I'm sorry. (laughs) I I saw it. I was like, that's not her hair. That's flat. But (laughs) how did she go to the dentist and the hairstylist the other day and not mention the hairstylist? No, no, no. I only went to the dentist. (laughs) That's what I was. I was like, she did not mention a hairstylist unless like I was sleeping. Because that's what I'll do. I'll wake up like at... 4 a.m. check messages to make sure nothing has exploded. And, <laughs> Sometimes you know. literally. <laughs> okay. Okay. But no, that's not essential. Teeth cleaning felt more essential. Haircutting feels like something that I sometimes just need to do to my own skull. To, to help, like, relieve stress. 
And you've yeah, believed, so like, welcome to the Wildly and... Terror podcast <laughs> where we have really great coping skills. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. This is also a weird one because it's like evening for me and yeah. midday for you. And we don't usually do that. I know, but that's okay. I don't mind. I, um, the reason why I'm recording during the day is because I'm under quarantine. Again. Yeah. <laughs> Esther is famous. You guys, <laughs> she's unnamed foreign teacher <laughs> from this specific region that I live in. Oh my gosh. Unnamed foreign teacher. We're all over the place. Well, like, that's the thing. Like, friends were like, Esther, you're this one person. Like, you're one of now 24,000 people that have been tested because of the new outbreak. And I was like, yeah, but I'm also the only one in my region who's a foreign teacher who's gotten tested. Yeah, it's like easily Googleable, but they haven't used your name because Korea has way stronger privacy laws, don't they? Yeah, they've, they, and with this one, because it's tied to like discrimination, they're the, they're being more careful because they don't want to get sued. So, um, Esther (laughs) went out on the town like the badass party girl she is and simultaneously at a different, slightly different part of town. There was a guy who was also there being out on the town who later tested positive for yeah. COVID-19. Yeah. Um, my, my version of being out on the town was going to a store and an Indian <laughs> restaurant. And his version of going out on the town was going clubbing. And so- yeah, exactly. That seems pretty right. I mean, to me as a tourist and to you as a cancer moon and cancer rising, it's like, like, well, I went to a stationary store and then I bought some candles and then I went to Indian food. <laughs> And like the thing is, is that people they don't they don't they don't put that in the newspaper. They just think that I went clubbing. <laughs> so, so I'm proud of you. This is like you like somehow now people who know that that's you think that you have this really glamorous lifestyle. <laughs> well, it was funny when my husband told his mom that we got tested. She was like, "You went clubbing?" Like she was like, <laughs> and I was he's like, "No, mom." Like. My husband and I are like the least clubbing kind of people. So. Yeah. You're like, go to a restaurant with friends and maybe have a couple too many, but not like dance. <laughs> yeah. Not like bar dance. I've, I've actually only been clubbing once in my life. And that was like four years ago because other friends wanted to go. And I was like, okay, I'll be the mom of the group and make sure everyone gets home. Okay. Like <laughs> That's like <laughs> such a cancerian trait. You just have to make sure that everyone's safe when exactly. you go out clubbing. So, well, yes. I'm glad that you tested negative. Yes. And I'm glad that it resulted in me not waking up at 4 a.m. to record today. I know. I know. <laughs> but I'm still getting phone calls every day asking about my temperature just to monitor. So, yeah. Yeah, when I went to the dentist yesterday, they took my temperature. Yeah. So. I had yay. never had one of the forehead scans before. It was kind of exciting. Oh, yes. Forehead scans. <laughs> very exciting. <laughs> I'm turning 33 on Saturday. You are. And hopefully your birthday gifts will be to you. One has been stuck in Indiana since the 11th, which has... Indiana? Indiana. (laughs) Not even like Chicago, like outside of Indiana. And I'm like, come on, UPS. This is UPS. Yeah. What the hell? I know. Well, I don't care. I don't need presents, but I fucking love presents. Yes. Well, they're (laughs) on their way to you and hopefully we'll get to you before the month is over. (laughs) Just like I hope that your microphone gets to you before the month is over. <laughs> I know. I was like, I was on waiting lists and I was making sure that these gifts are going to get to you by your birthday. And then the shipping is being a pain in the butt. So on waiting lists. Yes. Now I'm just going to have to rack my brain to think about what in the hell it possibly could be. There, this, the one that is coming fr- close to you in California is was the one that was the waiting list. 
That's like the only hint I'm going to give you. Oh, you're going to kill me. I'm going to trick you into telling me what it is before nope, we're done recording. Tonight. Not happening. <laughs> not happening because I've already told other people what it is. So I don't have that need to like tell you what Who it is. Who have you told? I Maybe have... I should just send some quick text messages. <laughs> <laughs> well, both Anna and Kylie know because we had to coordinate with birthday gifts to make sure we yeah. didn't buy the same thing. Um, and that's it. Oh, I'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. Or my birthday is like in two days. Two so days. Just time will tell. So hopefully <laughs> it'll get to you sooner than later. I want you to pick a card of the day because people are probably tired of hearing us talk already. That's true, but we're catching up. We haven't had our catch up time I know. yet. <laughs> I know. But we're going to record some Patreon content so, so we, we can are. talk more shit then. That's true. Very true. <laughs> or openly talk about shit. Okay. I'm using Hilda today because we're celebrating Hilda because it's close to your birthday and you got Hilda this week. So I, I got Hilda. Hilda this week. I love her so much. <laughs> She's so, I mean, obviously the images are so great, but when you actually have a deck like that in your hands, you're like, oh, oh. My God, Esther's a mother freaking genius. And I got this star, which is one of the ones Aww. that I changed because I just love the thought of it just being cleansing and renewing and just everything like, a, like I think of this as everything like a bath, like a bath. You yeah. just kind of leave everything behind and you start fresh. And so cleansing. I love it. I do too. And I especially love it because we're doing this weird recording time. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it's refreshing. <laughs> okay. So our first question of the episode is from Hannah. And she says, I have a question about my career choice. I'm a medical student and I'll be applying to residency. Okay. That was good. <laughs> Did you hear that calm to wine? Uh, re- oh, no, I didn't. She, it, I said residency. And she was like, huh. Like, poor Esther. She can't say residencies. (laughs) You're so bad at this, Mom, but you're so pretty. (laughs) Okay. And I'll be applying to residencies in the fall and graduating next spring. I'm trying to figure out the path I want to take. I have this strong drive to become an intensivist ICU doctor, but I worry about... Intensivist. That is a word. That is a word. I was trying to figure out where the word was going as I was there's so yeah I know exactly there's so many more (laughs) syllables than you're expecting there to be um but I worry about my emotional state and if I could handle the environment I consider myself an empath as I can feel other people's emotions particularly pain I want to help patients at their worst but is this career choice too much for me I need some Tara advice. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. I feel like an ICU doctor, if you're able to feel people's pain, could be really, really overwhelming super fast. Yes. How do we want to read for this? Maybe we should read for the energy of the job itself. Yeah. Okay. Because I think reading for her energy may not be as telling as it would be your energy. Yeah, I think probably the energy surrounding the intensivist position yeah would probably be good and then if it seems like it's leading us in that direction maybe ways to like do some protective stuff to yeah. prevent it from feeling so like personally difficult yeah all right I, I am using antique anatomy Ooh. to celebrate the upgraded cardstock yay okay hannah let's do this energy of the i almost ah. intensivist 
disposition. <laughs> Intensity. Intensity. There's just so many eyes. There are. Oh my god, I forgot that this is the French one. Oh! I, like, I do not know that word. <laughs> okay, what did you get? Okay, I got the Three of Pentacles and the Chariot, which is kind of expected. Like, you're working with a team of people, and it's just gonna be really fast moving. It's interesting that you got the Chariot, because I got the Six of Swords. Oh, okay. And those are both sort of movement-oriented, but mm-hmm. I also got mine paired with the Four of Wands. Okay. Which is, like, more Victor... I mean, it's more, like... I guess there's some movement in mm-hmm. the Four of Wands, like in a celebratory way. Yeah. But there's but it's not like movement-y the way that the chariot or the six of swords would be. Right, right. Yeah. To me it kind so, of feels like it's a good fit. At least from the four of wands. Like it'd be like this is like a good place for you to fit. Like or a good fitting place. Especially if you're making the decision that it's something you want to do. Like Mm -hmm. if you feel confident in that choice, like one of the things that I love so much about the six of swords is how intentional it is. Like you're making a decision to leave something to go somewhere else. The chariot is the same way. And so it's almost like, yeah, it'll be a lot of work, but it'll feel super fulfilling. That's where that four of wands comes into play. Mm -hmm. And if you have the chance to sort of like prepare yourself for that role, then you'll feel more success about it rather than more anxiety about that. You'll feel like you're making this decision to do this certain thing. Like, and you can almost develop a support structure ahead of time with that three of pentacles Mm -hmm. rather than having it be something that you're just like thrown into and lost. Right. And I also think of like with that three of pentacles, it's like you're depending on those other people as your team as well. So it's not like you're going to be left there alone to do this job there's going to be a team of people there. So it's not like you are the one only person people are looking to either. Yeah, that's true. I wonder if that, I feel like that, like in a lot of professional careers, like when you're in grad school, everything's sort of like every man for themselves. Like you're in competition with people about grades or about placements or whatever. Mm -hmm. But then in the field, it's like so much more working together and like being on the same team. Right. I wonder if that's that, if that follows through with, residencies too yeah i'm basing my entire understanding of residencies on two friends having gone through it and the first six seasons of Grey's anatomy <laughs> so <laughs> i'm basing it off of a new korean drama so that's talking about doctors and an er so <laughs> we're, we're very pros. educated with this yeah definitely trust our opinions about this <laughs> but i do think that like like maybe if you were starting your own practice it would be again kind of more solitary but mm-hmm. in something like an, an er or like an ICU or any sort of like more hospital based role. It seems like you really would have to feel confident and relying on other people and having this kind of like community lifting each other up and helping each other out. Yeah. And so if you have that developed and you have the expectation of that, then maybe it would feel like you were moving forward into an area that you were totally prepared for and totally choosing because you know that you have these resources as needed. Mm hmm. And the interesting thing is that what didn't come up was like, this is going to be a soul sucking journey for you, or this is going to be really bad for you. If it like yeah. this energy, so the, to me, this energy is like a good energy to walk into um, when thinking about go, doing a residence. Okay. So do we want to pull cards for how to kind of like emotionally prepare then? Yes. I would say emotionally prepare and kind of what to do ahead of time sort of stuff. Yeah. Like it. Okay. All right, Hannah. Oh, that's helpful cards. <laughs> I got the two of wands. <laughs> Oh my gosh. 
I got the two of wands and the two of swords, actually. Okay, interesting, because I got the eight of swords and the two of cups. I like that, because yeah. again, it's kind of saying, like, once you've decided that this is what you want to do, you can start sort of, like, feeling confident in that decision to the point where you can create those that support system without three of pentacles from the first round. Yeah, yeah. Like, the two of wands is about, you know, planning and, like, looking towards the future. The two of swords is about decision-making. The eight of swords can also be about decision-making. Like, mm-hmm. you have to decide that you're ready to move forward. And I feel like the two of cups is... Did I say two of swords? You I said meant two eight of swords. swords. You said two of swords. Oh, no, you said eight of swords. You said... The, the succession was... <laughs> two of wands. <laughs> two of wands. Two of swords. Two of swords. Eight, of swords eight of swords. And now you're just okay, then two, two of cups. cups. I feel like the two of cups is also sort of like decisioning. I feel right. like all these cards are kind of like commit to it, plan for it, and you'll be okay. Right. And I like that the eight of swords popped up because it's like this sort of like entrapment where you feel like you'll be trapped is sort of like just something that's in your mind. It's not necessarily like reality. You're kind of like over preparing for what you're going to walk into, which is good, but also it's a bit like, I don't know which word I'm trying to reach for. Let's just go with fantastical because it's a great sounding word. Yeah. Thank you. It's too fantastical. Like you're thinking too much about it and you've kind of trapped yourself from making a decision. So once you kind of, well, especially, especially because you already know that you have those empathic tendencies. So if you go into it saying this is important to me and so I'm going to do it, even though it might be overwhelming, then you're able to prepare yourself so much more and just say like, like finding the boundaries of where it's empathy and where it's like something you can control, something you can't control, mm-hmm. you know, setting those boundaries comes from making the decision. Like once yeah. you've made the decision, it's easier to set those boundaries. Yeah. I like that. That is really exciting, Hannah. Super You're exciting. You're going to do great. You, I mean, for me, you've already, like, for the, what the cards kind of show, like, you're in a great place to make the decision. The, this decision. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having such a Don't hard worry, time. dear listener. We'll go back to a more normal recording time later so that Esther will have had 12 hours <laughs> to start being able to speak English and my brain will be operating a little bit more quickly because it's morning <laughs> instead of night. Like, we... It's good the crazy time periods that we have to record because it really does suit yeah. both of us the best because yeah. you are a night person. I'm a morning person. I'm so brain dead right now. And you're so brain dead right now because you're recording in your morning and my evening. I know. I like, I need that like warm up time. Apparently, like, I need 12 hours of warm up time to be able to like be successful in speaking some language. <laughs> All right, Hannah, but seriously, though, just make the decision and then you can move on from there once you've kind of committed to it. It will be a lot easier for you to set boundaries and set expectations and find the support system that you need once you've made a final decision. Yeah. Uh, Our next question is from Kate. And Esther, I wanted you to have the context of this so you can read through it. I don't think that we'll go into too much detail because it's kind of a long story, but the gist of it is that she's in a relationship that she feels really serious about and she really loves and trusts this partner. Um, But there's been a lot of stress throughout the chaos of quarantine. Uh, And when they see each other, they're not like syncing up very well and it feels Mm -hmm. really off. And the last time that they hung out, it ended up resulting in him basically saying like, you have to break up with me. Mm, okay so the moral of the story is that kate and her partner are having a hard time with kind of boundary setting and communication and this is such like a weird emotional time in general that everything feels less like it can be a 
rational conversation mm-hmm. and everything feels really amplified because nobody wants to put the other person out in the middle of something that we're all sort of struggling through. Right. If that makes sense. And it sounds like that they're living together through this time. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I wasn't sure if it was that they it were. It seems like it. Oh, wait, maybe not because she left to go see him, which is, I guess. Okay. A lot in so, okay. 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 That's been like such an interesting thing about doing these questions during all of the stay at home <laughs> stuff is that every country is handling stuff so, so differently. differently. So yeah. people are being really nice and being like, where I am, that's right. okay. Right. <laughs> and so that we're not just like, here's your excuse. Just say, I can't leave that. Yeah. <laughs> and well, then wait to have a conversation till everything's over. Yeah. But her overall, her questions are basically, uh, she's seeing a therapist. She's reaching out to friends for support, although she's ha- finding some difficulty just because of like anxiety about people's expectations of her. Mm-hmm. Um, but she wants to know, should I dump him? Should we keep trying? How much of these miscommunications is about me and my trauma making me really jumpy about these sorts of like physical boundary issues? Okay. I'm glad you're seeing a therapist already. Yes. I'm glad that you have a support system in place. Yes. I think that even though we refrained from reading the whole question, there that your feelings of unease that you've expressed through the question are completely valid. Yes. And people should uh, leave you alone. Yeah. <laughs> if you want them to leave you alone. <laughs> All right. So should I guess what do you want to do? Just like energy of the relationship and then kind of ways forward. I kind of want to do like his energy, her energy to kind okay. of like clarify some stuff. Yeah, that's a great idea. You're so smart and so pretty. <laughs> We're barely functioning on a Thursday morning. <laughs> <laughs> I have decided that Wednesdays are just the hardest day. That's they fine. used to be. That's fine. But Wednesdays are the hardest day. They are. That's fine. But I did make like a really fun salad that's like oh. from the Chrissy Teigen oh, yes, cookbook. Yes, yes. It's like broccoli slaw and apple cider vinegar and pea. I use edamame instead of peas, but like all of these sort of frozen vegetables. It's kind of like a Midwestern homage salad mm. that has like, it's, it's just so vinegary and good. I feel like I need to talk <laughs> with you like in a Patreon episode about that because I was here for that whole entire drama. Oh, oh shit. Do you want to yeah, we talk about, about cooking that. world drama yes. in a Patreon yes, episode? Yes, let's do it. Okay. it. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the ties that bind us, Esther. It's like stupid internet drama that doesn't impact our lives. Like stupid drama that doesn't, because I was like on this, on Saturday, I was like, thank you for this meaningless drama. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This feels so good and it doesn't impact my own individual in life. life whatsoever. Exactly. I love it. So, okay, good. All Patreon. right, we can do that. Nice. that. That's way more fun than talking about the swords. <laughs> we'll get there eventually. I just need to mentally prepare for them. That's what I'll, I'm saying. We'll get there. I think we, just, we should just skip the rest of the swords and just move Scarf straight on to pentacles. pentacles. Let's just go to pentacles. We'll do that. Okay. <laughs> Plan created. I like that sometimes we'll be in chats with other people who get to see the way that we make decisions for the podcast, and it really is always just like, <laughs> just like this. We're just talking in front of everybody being like, okay, I like that. Okay, cool. Yeah, let's make this change. Sure. We're going to start recording on Mondays now. And yeah, let's do a podcast about foodie drama. (laughs) Okay, so yes, let's, yeah. So we were going to do energy of the situation and then... And like his and her energy. Do you want to draw for her energy energy. and I draw for his energy? Oh, okay. That That works for me. Okay. (laughs) I freaking love tarot so much. What did you do? 
It's just like, uh, I so I feel like I have not been pulling that much for myself other than like thematic stuff. Uh-huh. And so sometimes when I pull on the podcast, I'm like, wow, it's been a couple days since I d- wasn't just like, you know, pulling cards because I wanted to look at pretty cards yeah. or whatever. So for this, for her energy, I got the two of wands and the seven of wands. And it's just like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, she's in this position where she's looking towards the future with this partner and she's feeling all of this conflict about it. <laughs> where like things aren't going the way that she wants them to and she can't really figure out why. Like to me, that's the seven of wands. It's like, right. Just chaos. Yeah. And feeling you need to protect yourself and your ideas. Yeah, feeling like so, like people are coming for me almost. And it's like you're, when you're thinking about moving forward and you're feeling that sort of like, am I safe here Mm -hmm. feeling? Yeah. Right. That's the vibe you have. Right. And I got the Ten of Pentacles and the Knight of Swords, which I knew a knight would come up for him because the way that things are kind of, you know, going, it's very more reactive out of like, not thinking through things and just being a bit more harsh with their relationship right now. So, but to me, the 10 of pentacles, like I'm not saying that like there, this to me, it means more of like that. This is like a longer lasting relationship in his mind. And that it's not like he's intentionally trying to blow things up. But there's also a component. I think it's interesting that it's the 10 of pentacles, not the 10 of cups because it isn't, as much about like, oh, this is so emotionally fulfilling as much right. as like, oh, we've already put so much effort, effort into, into this. It. Yeah. And I think that paired with a knight of swords especially is interesting because it's almost like, well, we put all the energy, we put all the effort into it. So like, I'm done with that almost. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like the knight of swords is so like wildly rushing forward that it's almost like they're relying really heavily on the work of the past rather than on the plan moving forward. And then her energy, Kate's energy is about a plan moving forward because the two of wands. Yeah. That's where like the conflict arises is that he feels like he's already put all this effort into it. And now he's just like, we're doing this. We're going. Yeah. She's like, we haven't put enough into it. We're still in the planning planning stages and the like established stage stages. Yeah. So they're on like two different wavelengths. Essentially. Yeah, that's to me because yeah. like because like he's the one who said then we should break up. So to me, that's very Knight of Swords. Like the Knight of Swords is very much yeah. like okay, so I'm just gonna we're just gonna cut this off. Like I don't, I'm just gonna cut it and move on. Sort of like well, and the Knight of reaction. Swords also is in such a like mindset of like doing and saying the first thing that comes to their mind. Yeah. And I feel like that speaks to boundaries being crossed also. Yeah. Like there's not a lot of impulse control with the Knight of Swords. Not at all. Yeah. Okay. So we should pull some cards for moving forward then. See what is up. Yeah. We can each pull one for this. <laughs> Speaking what of did swords. You get? I want you to go first. Yeah. <laughs> I got the Ace of Swords and the Five of Swords. So to me, this kind of indicates there needs to be a hard conversation because it feels like there's more hurt under the surface than what either person is admitting to. And yeah, so, and, I, and be, yeah, sorry, okay. you can complete your thought before I interrupt you, I guess. <laughs> Jesus no, Christ. No, but it was, it's, it's just more of like with the Ace of Swords, it's like that, it's not only just like a new, um, like idea or something that kind of comes to you suddenly. I think this is more of like addressing the battle at hand. 
instead of kind of avoiding things. Well, and so I got the nine of cups and the devil. And I just feel like there's an element of this conversation that's coming where you have to really remove emotions from it Mm -hmm. because you have kind of like a little bit of pride about how good and how long lasting this relationship has been up to this point. And if you rely only on that cup energy, it's going to keep you trapped in a situation that you are not as in control over because you need to have just like a very cut to the chase conversation where things get resolved rather than letting your feelings of like pride and accomplishment cloud that judgment because the devil is like, you're not really in control. Like maybe neither of you are really in control of the situation if you come at it from an emotional standpoint. Mm-hmm. So you have to go at it from a really rational standpoint or else it just won't have resolution. Yeah. I'm saying what else. Awesome. She, yeah. I'm saying what else she said. <laughs> she said, should I jump him? Should we try how much of this is? Oh yeah. I me? guess maybe how much, maybe the last question, how much of this is about my own trauma. But I think the thing is like the only reason that I'm so resistant to that. Yeah. It's- Kate is that, it can be fully because of your own trauma and that doesn't make it easier to no. stay in a relationship where boundaries are being crossed. Like that's fine. Right. If people, especially if he knows about your past trauma that could be impacted. Well, and, yeah. Like, and he should be considerate of that no matter, you know, no matter what's going on. And, yeah. you know, like I have past trauma. I had a discussion with my own husband when we were first dating about this past trauma and he makes sure that when that trauma comes back up, that, that he's not triggering that any further. So yeah, I, yeah, I think that yeah. consideration goes a long way in any relationship. And es- especially if you're doing so much self-work already, like through therapy, through tarot, mm-hmm. through talking to your friends, like you're allowed to then say, so here's why like Esther, feel free to cut this, but you're like not super comfortable with people just like benignly touching you all the time. Yeah. Like it really drives you crazy for yeah. somebody to be sort of touching you. Yeah. And that's something that you have to say because you know that about yourself. You you're able to express that. And then if you had a partner or even a friend who knew that about you and was still insisting on touching you all the time, it's still a trauma informed decision that you're making that right. you don't want to be touched all the time. Yeah. It's still a boundary you're setting. That's because of your trauma, but that doesn't make it less valid right. <laughs> or like less important for people to just to respect. respect. And I think sometimes, especially when we, like those of us who kind of like make, we kind of like know ourselves more and kind of can see our trauma come up through things. We try to like give other people excuses for being assholes, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, Oh, it's all my fault. Like it's my trauma. It's my fault. Like that this is going happening. It's, you know, I should, my so- reaction is my fault rather than the fault of the person who's, who's bringing that reaction it, right. out of me. Yeah. Like I'm the one I'm too emotional. Like, you know, so it, like this is not the case, but like, so-and-so has used to like, Oh yes, I'm a female who's too emotional about this. Blah, blah, blah. You know, like yeah. that can be used as a weapon against females, especially if she's too emotional. She can't yeah. Just job. like women throughout time. Yeah. Anyone who's not sort of like white, this man. Yeah. <laughs> So all I, of our hysteria, <laughs> so much hysteria. Get me to a nunnery, you know. Yeah. So <laughs> I think that it's it's a conversation, no matter what, needs to take place. But I don't think yeah it should be that you know sh- sh- is this trauma the one that's influencing this? It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Yeah. The conversation still has to happen either way. Yeah. It has to come from a rational boundary setting place rather than an emotional place because that's the way to get control back. Yeah, I agree. Do we want to pull uh, anything else? Do we want? I, I, for some reason, I really want to pull an oracle card. Yeah, I was just thinking that. 
Do you have any Oracle cards nearby? I have a whole entire shelf of Oracle cards nearby. Oh, yeah. You're super close to your cards. I always forget. I am. (laughs) I got a new desk that makes me even farther away from all of my cards. I'm kind of thinking Threads of Fate. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. Because it's really deep and, like, meaningful deck. Just a second. Let me warm her up a a Can you... Do you have, um... The book? Do you have what's the one from Darling Tree? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. She's right. That here. might be a good one too because I like the affirmation. Yeah, I like the affirmation one too. Yes, I have her right here too. <laughs> like maybe what, one from each. One from each. Okay, because I because Threads of Fate is really good as like a moving forward like inner working sort of point, and so that's yeah. why like as something to kind of like think about and cling to during this time. Like I think just that deeper depth is going to be nice and then we'll pull from um darling trees um interstellar yeah, for a little mantra like a, a little supportive mantra yeah okay so threads of fate cardstock because it's black petal let's see four five six seven <laughs> you're wrestling with that deck <laughs> it's like difficult okay so i drew the death card from interstar oracle and it has such cool like skull with flowers that's so pretty and no, that's uh, not Interstar Oracle. No, I meant Threads of Fate. There we go. Thank you. I was like, <laughs> neither of us can come up with both names at the same time. Oh, we're working at 100 today between the both of us. <laughs> Each of us has like 70% brain capacity right now. And it's slowly dwindling. <laughs> okay. It says this card signals that an ending change or metaphorical death is currently happening on or on the horizon. It may feel like the universe is stripping things away from you. You may feel shaken, raw, and uncertain. This is okay. Yeah. This period is a preparation for what is to come. A new adventure and abundance is making its way to you, and it needs space. This is okay is, like, the strongest sentence you can have in that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Like, it's okay okay to feel these things. Yeah, it's it's, it's totally okay to feel raw, shaken, and uncertain. And then it goes on to say, sometimes we could get too focused on things we need to get rid of or things that need to die that we are not new vent- and we are not inviting new things to our life. When we bring in more life, it is easier to allow things to die. If you find yourself in a period of death, try to incorporate some new things you enjoy to create balance. Yeah. And then Interstar Oracle as an affirmation. Let's see what she has to say. For some reason, that makes me feel like really tearful. Like, my eyes are filling up with tears. They are. <laughs> Be careful, Kate. Yeah. Be gentle with yourself. And then I have, as the affirmation from Interstellar Oracles, stay the course. You can find the strength within you to move through any obstacle that stands in your way towards the path that, you're, that is your soul's journey. There would be no satisfaction in cruising through life without people and places to enrich and expand you. It only makes you a more interesting being with a greater understanding of life and the world we live in. And the affirmation is, I have the strength and courage to move through obstacles towards the life that I dream for myself. Ah, the freaking affirmations in that deck. (laughs) So good. Every single time. They're so good. Will you read that again? Sorry. Oh, yes. I I closed the book. It's okay. It's okay. Mm. It's easier to find this one than it is in um, Nighttime Holly is sappy, Esther. <laughs> I know they did. Uh, Darling Tree did a really good job of putting it in alphabetical order. Thank I you. appreciate that greatly. <laughs> Me too. I have the strength and courage to move through obstacles towards the life I dream for myself. 
towards the life I dream for myself is my favorite thing about that. Me too. Because it's also so directive to be like, like you have to figure out what the life you want to create for yourself is. And then you can be strong enough to make that happen. Yeah. And if the obstacle is this conversation, then that's the obstacle. If you want to create your life with this person. And if the obstacle is breaking up and creating a new life. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's, that's valid too. So. I love it. Taro, I'm into you. Super into it. Good Lord. Have we really been recording for almost an hour? (laughs) (laughs) I'm in my feelings, Esther. It's okay. I can't record at night ever again. (laughs) I get way too in my feelings. That's what we'll say until next time we have to record at night and then it's fine. (laughs) Yeah. We can do the sexy decks at night. Yes, true. But <laughs> no, nothing like, super heartfelt at night. <laughs> I know. Seriously. All right. Well, it is time for our Patreon shout outs. Yes, it is. Yay! So excited. It is exciting. Uh, Patreon has been a little bit too slow this month. Like we have not been posting as much as we normally do. <sighs> I know. But. There's like an entire year's worth of back catalog content of us doing all kinds of silly things. And we're going to try to buckle down and get some more stuff out there because we really do love our Patreon supporters. It means so much to us that you take your time and your money and help us make all of this happen. So, yes. Yes. We have plans. Yes, we do. This has just been a weirdo, weirdo month. Yes. Last (laughs) week was me trying to figure out if I had COVID or not. So... (laughs) No, last week was you trying to convince your family that they should be even remotely worried about whether or not you have COVID. That's true. That is very true. I've never wanted to punch a bunch of strangers more. (laughs) And this is 2020. So there have been many times where I've wanted to punch a stranger. There are many strangers (laughs) deserving of punches this year. Yeah, exactly. Uh, But this month or this month, this week, we are going to do shout outs for two wonderful new supporters who we love. Uh, I'll go first with Anita. Okay. Anita has contributed at our $5 level. And for that, she gets all of the awesome episodes that we've done, all of our cheat sheets, all of our sort of tarot lessons with the minor arcana cards that we stopped doing once we hit the middle of the swords because it was too overwhelming and we just couldn't handle it anymore. And all sorts of other fun stuff. But Anita, your card is the Two of Swords. Okay. And Elizabeth, your card is Strength. And I just love the strength Aww. of the card, because it's a cow. I love that strength so, card. It's the most Taurusy strength card I've ever seen in my entire life. This is Look honest. at that pretty cow. So pretty. Do we have any announcements? I don't think so. No. We still have the Wildly Tarot Lenormand or Wildly Tarot deck and the Wildly Lenormand deck totally available on the website. You can buy one. You can buy both. Yes. Um, I'm shipping out on Mondays because I'm trying to limit my t- trips to the post office. Yeah. And by next week, we'll have a P.O. box because I have to do that in person. <laughs> That's why I didn't but, sign us up for one because I was like, oh, I have to actually yeah. go in and show that I'm a valid person. What? What? The fuck I know. Like seriously. So we in our Wildly Tarot Facebook group, somebody was posting about how one of their clients wanted to send them a bunch of decks and everyone was like, well, that's what post office boxes are for. And I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I've just been using my home address or my office address. <laughs> I love it. And I think we're going to order Hilda probably within the next couple of days, you know, a little bit early. So everyone can maybe get the decks early. Yeah. So we can aim for mid June. Yes, exactly. I'm hoping that um, 
because of COVID stuff, we don't get into any shipping. So that's why I'm trying to like get ahead of the ball. And so, yeah, exactly. The more that we can get stuff rolling, the better. Exactly. How exciting. People are going to have it in their hands. Uh, All right. Should we talk about our deck of the week this week? Yes. Have I ever been that high pitched ever on this podcast before? I do not think so. Probably not. It is time for our deck of the week, though. This week, we are talking about the Vendor Tarot from Leah Pantea. And she has named it Vendor after the Icelandic word for wind. And this deck is to be used to tap into forces that are deeply felt, but often unseen. And I, we both supported it on Kickstarter, like, basically immediately. immediately. Like, yeah. Within hours of it going live, because we'd been watching Leah do the creation stuff. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, it is a great deck for people who love watercolor art. Uh, for people who are looking for a largely genderless deck, there are some sort of gendered cards, but for the most part, they're like not even Ken doll level of, right. you know, anything. It's kind of like crash test dummy almost. Yes. Like, very genderless. People who like color-coded suits, each of the suits has a different color. And also there's a lot of astrological correspondences. And the booklet that it comes with has little vignettes for all of the cards. So, so if nice. you're looking for a pretty in-depth. Also, if you're looking for a variation of the Celtic cross that Esther loves. I like it. I'm not mad at it. It's logical. I know. <laughs> it's amazing because we were so anti-Celtic cross, but Leah sort of recreated one that suits us better. Yeah. Like to me, it makes sense. And so I like thing, it when things make sense and give me a good picture of what's going on. So I like it when things make sense is a hilarious thing to have to say out loud, but here we are. 2020. Yeah, 2020. <laughs> uh, I like it when things make sense. 2020. <laughs> it's called Eden. It's actually, I don't think she created it. It's Eden Gray's Celtic cross, but it is a really good format. And so I'm glad that it was introduced to us through yeah, this booklet. Me too. I like it. So where you can find it, the vendor There are a couple of indie suppliers that have it in stock, uh, but it's probably easiest to just order it from Leah's website specifically. So vendor is spelled V I N D U R. Yes. Um, and we got it from Kickstarter yeah. and it was, pre- I was thinking about it. This ended on Kickstarter, like in August or September of 2019. Yeah. Like that's a pretty fast. She had a really fast turnaround. Because I think what the, sometimes what happens is that people will Kickstarter and they're not done with the cards. She was, I think, yeah. almost done with all the cards when she Kickstarted it. And so when I was, was reading nice. through the Kickstarter, she even says when people like started asking her about um, stretch goals, like this is already the deck that I dreamed of. Like I'm not creating additional cards. Mm-hmm. Like I already she already wanted to do the yellow edging. Like yeah. all of that was already planned. The only stretch goal that she did was faster shipping yes. to get to her. And the two-piece box instead of a tuck box. Yeah. Which was, I think, were both great. Like, hello. I would, I love fast shipping. That would be, that's a nice. Yeah. That's a really nice. Can you imagine if shipping stuff got to Korea quickly? Oh, yeah. It would just be a miracle. It would be a miracle. (laughs) I love it. Instead of everything being sent via homing pigeon. Yes, true. Very true. Uh, okay, so literally how it physically is, it's 78 cards, it is 350 GSM matte, but it really is, it says anti-scratch finish, and I have found that to be very true. Yes. It is really, really sturdy matte, which is awesome. Yeah. It feels a lot like Muse Tarot, but there's like a slickness to the matte that I guess is like the anti-scratch. Yeah, so, yeah, it's less grabby. Yeah, which I like a lot. Like it, yeah, it's super, it's super great. 
Uh, it's in a two-piece rigid box, and I think that the normal version also comes with a hand-painted tarot bag. Yes, I, I believe have, so. So it's like a bag and then the two-piece box within it. I have used the bag for something else. I'm not even sure. Yeah, I use I use the bag for a different tarot deck because the box yeah. is so beautiful. I don't want to, like, throw the box away. Yeah, it's so... And also I was reading somewhere that that um, watercolor sun is supposed to emulate... Uh, the sun, obviously, but then the backs are supposed to emulate the moon phases. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And like watercolor lines. And then the edges are yellow, which do you remember what your response was when you first saw that they were yellow edges? I did not like them at first because I was, no, I think you were just shocked. I you was were like, what? what? Yeah. I was just like, <laughs> how offensive? Because like, okay, yellow is not my color. <laughs> I, even, I have had to come to terms with yellow in the past four months. Because I... Uh, color- You're wearing yellow literally it, that's right now. That's what I was now. saying. Exactly. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like, I've come to terms with yellow in the past, like, literal four months. You can probably... Because practice- of loungewear? No, just because of me being like, Esther, why are you confining yourself to not like yellow? Why? Yeah. You know, like, it's more of like, I was not allowing myself to like yellow. Yeah. And also, I had a conversation with our friend Jamie, Shadow Sea Tarot, about this. Because he was talking about loving the yellow edges because it reminds him of a bush that he used to hide in as a child called the common gorse. He's so like, I love him so look, much. Look at He's ha- so like it's such a bright yellow. Oh flower. yeah. That is the exact same color. That's yeah. wild. And so he, he was saying that this kind of reminds him of home a lot just because like just that it evokes that color, uh, that feeling. Well, and I was just like, I wow. think that also this, I think that, so we obviously the Pixie Curio decks came before and they both have the matte colored edges. Right. And they're both really bright, but the yellow was like, like leagues brighter so than bright. either the teal or the coral of the Muse Tarot and the Light Sears Tarot. Mm-hmm. And so I too, when I first saw it, I was like, wow, that is a choice. But when you look at it with the backs and the fronts all having these like watercolor tones, the yellow really, really suits it's it. It's re- like, and at first when I got this deck, I was just like, Ugh, look at the yellow. Look at this yellow. But huh. it's kind of like, like this has become one of my more like reached for decks probably. Yeah. Because I absolutely been, adore it. Like the yellow is it's so It's been in beautiful. my home office space for the two months since I started working from home. I use it every single day. Yeah. Yeah. So there's just something like cheerful, but also like meaningful in this deck. And somehow the yellow edges have to do with that. I don't know what. I think the yellow makes it more playful because the figures can tend towards dark, especially because each of the suits is different colors. So Mm -hmm. like all of the pentacles are kind of like a grayish green. Right. All of the wands are reds and rusts. All of the swords are yellows and like very light oranges. Yeah. All of the cups are blue and like gray. Yeah. So there's a lot of sort of darker watercolor tones and then having the yellow on the sides and the yellow on the backs, especially makes it feel more playful in some ways. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we're into the general impressions and vibes section. Yeah. (laughs) For me, this deck is like the images itself because it is more of like art style, like stylistic. I would say yeah, like it's model, highly, highly stylized, stylized figures. figurines to yeah. me, it reads more cold. So this is kind of replaced to, for me, like, like if I'm too emotional, then I take out this deck because I know that it will oh, be very direct 
and straightforward and not like it won't like give me cups the whole entire time basically well and the other part about it is that because it's so stylized there isn't a lot of like distractions in each no. card where you're like accidentally looking at something in the background or whatever like it's so i would say it even sort of veers a tiny bit into pips because yeah. even though some of the minor arcanas have suggestions of their meanings, mm-hmm. they're very simplified. And so it's really easy to kind of remove some like emotional gut reactions. Exactly. Other than, oh, that's a pretty card. Yeah. And like actually <laughs> sort of dig in. Right. Yeah. And I there agree. are so many cards where it's fully just like, wow, wow. that card exactly. is beautiful. I know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but despite it's kind of pip adjacent, feeling i still think that this is something that a like beginner maybe not a brand brand new person but yeah. somebody who already has a you know writer wade smith that they're pretty comfortable with or whatever like it, it i could really easily see this being somebody's second deck yes definitely yeah because it it also like brings like an interesting perspective in all the cards as well so yeah i think and that's the nice book one. has so much astrological association yeah. stuff in it that if that's something that appeals to you then you'll find it Mm -hmm. there yeah yeah and then you can sort of translate that information to other decks later yeah i like it so nice uh let's talk about your favorite cards okay most of mine because like you suggested most of the miners are pips so that's why i chose a lot of major cards as my favorite same Same. I think have the one minor. only, yeah, I only have one minor and that was the nine of pentacles. Oh, because I thought it was interesting. Like the nine of pentacles is that like they've built like this whole thing, but it's like a maze. So like they had like the head yeah. probes, like, and stuff like that. Like, so not only did you work a long time, but you also have to protect what you've worked a long Ooh, hard time. Yeah. For. There's like maintenance. Yeah. Involved. Yeah. Like, so it's like, not only like, did you, can you enjoy yourself and that you like on something that you've worked hard for, but you, there's also like to me, this boundary setting and this like protection yeah. elements. And I really like that. So I, we never have done this before, but I want to go next with okay. my only minor arcana and then we can do the majors together. Okay. Because my minor arcana is similar to yours and that it takes the traditional definition and just like brings a little bit more nuance to it or a little bit more interest to it. Yeah. And that is the Knight of Swords. Oh, I almost picked that one as well. That was so good. I love the Knight of Swords because the Knight of Swords is barely even <laughs> in it. Like the Knight of Swords is in such a rush to get moving that only his shin and calf and heel are still in yeah. the image like somebody was like hey knight of swords we need to get you for this card and he's like yeah 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 totally okay are you done yet and they're like no no no, we're not done and he's like oh sorry and he's like halfway here. to the door already yeah. and i just think that that's so nice because it's like the traditional sort of knight of swords impulsiveness mm-hmm. but stylized in such an interesting and like eye-catching way of just like can you hold on yeah can you just hold on just hold on for a second and the fact that that's such like a minimalist card like most of the card is like all white and then there's that yeah. little bit of yellow at the bottom with the ground in his leg and that's it like i love it it's just so great <laughs> i just loved that so much it makes me laugh and also makes me think which yeah. is perfect i love it okay okay so now we can do majors because i'm 100 percent sure can i guess which ones we have overlapping okay okay yes i i guarantee that we both chose death yes uh, yes. The death card is incredible. It is. I love this death card. What is your favorite part about it? 
I think it's like the coloring contrast because she incorporates all the colors from the suit into this card. Because mm-hmm. like the red from the wands is the sun, the blue from the cups is the skull, the yellow from the swords is the flowers, and the green is the pentacles. But yeah. also like I love that that incorporates like all the cycles of life into this card. But just like when she um like just debuted this card, like I looked at it and I gasped. Like, it was yeah. that sort of, like, <gasps> this is, like, one of the most beautiful death cards I've ever seen. It's so pretty because I think you're totally right about the life cycles. The skull itself is, like, very, feels super naturalistic. Like, yeah. there's cranial cracks in it and stuff. It doesn't seem like a stylized, spooky skull. Mm-hmm. It kind of feels like the things that we like so much about Claire and all the Black and the Moon decks, where it's, like, a skull that also has flowers. I mean, that's, like, yeah. I'm not trying to suggest that Leah's, like, you know... Oh, yeah, yeah. Cribbon or staff or whatever. But, like, there's components of it where that combination of rebirth and regeneration is, like, so clear. And you're right. The colors are stunning. It's, like, this blue-gray skull with these big coral suns and moons behind it Mm -hmm. and these flowers. And it's just, like, visually stunning. Yeah. And the sticker that we got, because if during the Kickstarter campaign, if we shared, like, about the campaign, then we got a sticker. Yeah. And I, my sticker is on my planner. It's covering up a com genome, but it's on my planner because <laughs> it's so genome. beautiful. <laughs> Mine is on the back of my old phone case, which was stupid, but I do use that phone for the Kindle app. Oh yeah. So yeah. yeah. I still get to see it and I just, it's just like such so a beautiful image. It is. I feel, and she sells prints of it. So oh yeah. Yeah. If we really loved it, we could get a blown up version of it for our walls. I need it I as my wallpaper. So That's how much I love it. Just all, just everything, you know how that, well, the listener doesn't know, but how there's that wallpaper that every Korean house yes. has with the flowers. It's that. Mine is just going to be skull. skulls and flowers in my apartment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love it. All right. Tell me about some other majors that you okay, have. Okay. I love the high priestess. Same. Cause not only like you have like the moon cycles there, but also like, cause she, like the full, like the, the new moon is in her hat and then it goes through like the yeah. other ones. But she's like just fucking sexy and knows it. Like, doesn't she seem so relaxed? Like, I she seems so self possessed. She like knows it's herself like, and knows like the depths of her soul and she's good with herself. You know? Yeah. She's like lounging in a crescent moon with one foot up, just looking fly and also. Like, she knows herself so well, and I love that depth of understanding that's portrayed in that card. She's just gorgeous, so. She's so pretty. It's such a good, it's such, such a, good a good card. card. I love that card. Okay. All right, what's your next major? I feel like we're probably going to do all a the five majors. for five okay, with we'll favorite, see. Okay. favorite majors. So I chose Chiron, which is a replacement for Hierophant. Oh. Yeah, I didn't, but I love that card. I do like the card, because it's holding an apple with, like, the standard, like, um, Pope, like, sign of, like. Hand motion. And- thing sure <laughs> but i just think it's just like a really interesting like because chiron is like i believe it's the, the place like the teacher and like the kind of place where like a library of stuff of knowledge basically yeah. and so i just thought that was really interesting take on the hierophant and kind of removes that sort of like you know knee-jerk reaction to be like oh my gosh yeah how dare you exactly come at me. so and also so one other thing that i want to say about the book because this is a really good time to is oh, yeah. that for each of the cards they have like a little cheat sheet, but instead of it being like, like how our deck has like three words that you can use to kind of like bounce off from the Chiron, uh, little cheat sheet thing is find your people. Yeah. 
And I love that definition because I think that that brings some of the like community a- aspect of the Hierophant, but again, without kind of like the religious component. Yes. Yeah. And I also like the negative part of it. The narrative of your chosen community can be intoxicating. And it's important to remember that even though it's easy to conform to the rhythms that surround you, you still have to be a strong and independent voice. Yeah. Ugh, she's so a really good, good writer. Too. So good. I love Such like this. Card. This book is just uh, this whole deck has become a top fave and I don't know how it just like snuck up in there and like bird a hole in my top fave decks is like hi I'm here deal with me like, I guess I'm in love with this deck now I all guess. right okay I guess you're gonna force me to do it um let's see my next favorite card is the wheel of fortune did you yeah I wish this was, this was a wall clock I would love this as a wall clock it's so pretty because all of the different circles are different sizes and colors and so it's a really dynamic yeah. idea of like kind of the lack of control that you have on the wheel has yeah. all of these different moments that feel different. Yeah. Cause they're all like the planets and the planets are like going around the solar system sort of stuff. So it's like in the universe, you have no control. They're so, they're so, they're still greenery. It's just, and it's like growing out from like the naturalness of what's going on. It's just so beautiful. I hate, so I hate pretty. to say like every card is like, it's so beautiful because it gives the listener nothing, but it is. We so need beautiful. to get a thesaurus. I think it's again, just like there's a, an element of movement and like, a dynamic component where it's not just sort of a traditional wheel where it feels a little bit more flat and one dimensional. Mm-hmm. This version of the wheel feels so much more three dimensional. It does. Which is cool. Yeah. And I love that it brings in like universal, like, like astrology stuff because like we know yeah. like the full fucking moon last week and Scorpio did a number oh on God. us. So brutal. You know? And so like sometimes we need to be ever. reminded that it's the universal forces and not ourselves. That's yeah, <laughs> and that stuff is going to keep going whether we want it to or not. We can just hang on. Mm-hmm. Hang on. Um, I have two more cards. Okay, Temperance. Yeah. I love Temperance. Girl, whoa. I thought we were going to align more, but we are not aligning. The last <laughs> three have been separate. But I love that Temperance card, too. I know. I love that it's like this desert plant, and there's like the lushness of the water behind it and like the desertiness that's going on. <laughs> I feel like it's desert. The lushness and the desertiness. Sweet relief is what temperance means in this book. So good. Calm and spacious feeling. Oh, it's so relaxing. It is. And then the last card is the tower. Dang, girl. Okay. We only aligned at the beginning. (laughs) I do like that tower, though. But I think, like, it's not that it's taking the tear away, but, like, like, the person is serenely falling. Yeah, like it sort of feels like that decision again. Like, yeah, I'm choosing. This. I'm choosing to let things fall down. Things like I'm choosing to save my life when things are on fire. You know. Yeah. So to me, um, like that is just just a really. I mean, it's a beautiful card, and also just kind of just the the sometimes when you have those tower moments, you need to find that find those moments of serenity, knowing that it feels chaotic, but it's yeah. You don't, but you don't have to feed into that chaos. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, that's one of the reasons why I like the Strength card, which is one of my oh, favorite yeah. Major Arcanas, because I think the Strength card in this deck is really cool because the the Lion is still really scary. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of reminding us, because a lot of the Strength cards have the Lion and the person being such friends yeah. that we can forget that sometimes being strong is really hard. And sometimes, like, make it, you have to be consciously making a decision to do the hard, scary thing to be strong. Yeah. And so I think that that's really a strong component of this. Like it's a full blown lion looking face to face with this figure. They're like making eye contact and the figure is holding onto the lion's cheeks and the lion is not enjoying this. Experience. No, like it is, there is conflict involved with the strength 
And the figure is so calm and strong. I mean, duh, it's the strength card, but I like that component of it where it's not just like, oh, we've already made peace with our strength. It's mm-hmm. like, I'm working hard to be strong. Yeah. And I think that that's just really cool. Oh, I love that. Um, I also, then my last two cards are the sun and the world. Oh yeah. I almost chose, I did almost choose the sun. <laughs> yeah. The sun has a naked booty on it. Which I prefer to a baby booty. So that's good. Yeah, exactly. But it's like a figure dancing nude, approaching this beautiful sun surrounded by sunflowers. And it feels light Mm -hmm. and it feels joyful. And all of those like sudden feelings really come through to me in a way that like feels like accomplished. Like they're the fools at the end of the journey rather than it being or at almost the end. It's obviously not the world that's next, but it's like it's. It just feels so optimistic and mm-hmm. so much like you're not like reverting back to anything. It's like something you've accomplished. Just yeah. reaching this optimism. And then for the world, I honestly think it's probably 50, 50 that I like the depiction and just that I like that it looks like an orange. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm being honest yeah. with myself, it's just a person kind of like curled up in the fetal position in this beautiful orange circle. And then there's all of this gorgeous greenery surrounding it. Yes. And it feels so restful for the world. Yeah. Like the accomplishment is done. They've reached the end of the cycle and it feels like, like a respite. And I yeah. think that that's a really beautiful way to look at the world in general. But then also because the colors are just so like, I guess the orange makes me think of like the vibrant pride of having accomplished something. And the green makes me think of the relaxation that comes with doing something that you've been working mm-hmm. hard at. So I just think that it's a really, really evocative and beautiful card. And so, yeah, that's my last fave. Yay. I love that. Oh. It's just like a really, really solid deck. I think that it really each, is all the cards that have figures are so interesting. I really like that. It doesn't feel like, overdone yeah. or whatever. It's like so beautiful and artistic and it's why we did two indie decks in a row, which we normally try not to do. Yeah, we try not to, but this, I think for the most part, everyone we we know has purchased this deck. So we're not enabling too many people. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. And it's out there enough that I think the people who are interested can access it. Yeah. I think so too. Which is always our concern when we accidentally choose something where it's like, like when I was doing the write up for this, I was like, oh my God, Phoenix and Lotus doesn't have it in stock. Like, oh yeah. If this is out of stock everywhere. I'm going to be so upset. <laughs> I know. But it wasn't. Yay. Hooray. Okay. So now we're going to pull a card that represents our relationship with the deck. Oh my God. I got the queen of pentacles. Aww. Thanks, deck. I got the knight of cups. I love that. The knight of cups. Like, there's boobs on that there there, a, Knight of Cups. There is a boob on the Knight of Cups. There is a boob. I like it. I like it. I boobs. like it. I like it a lot. I love it. <laughs> so good. I am such a fan of this deck. I am too. All right. Well, that's our show. Um, We promise we'll be a little bit more professional next week. But in the meantime, you can find all of our contact information and our shop, including Esther's cute deck, at wildlytarot.com. And also tell your friends about us and rate and review us. It helps us grow and we really appreciate it because we have no idea how algorithms work. Yeah, this all seems pretty scientific to me. (laughs) Uh, You can also follow us on Instagram at Wildly Tarot Podcast or join our Facebook community by searching for Wildly Tarot Podcast on Facebook. And I have to say, our Facebook group has been so much fun. We got such good feedback from that 
like five degrees of your oh, rising yeah. sign thing. People seem to really get to know each other super <laughs> well through that thread. It was so fun. Yeah. Wildlings are the best. They are. We have a red bubble shop with Birch. So you can find our yeah. link inside the show notes or by going to redbubble.com and searching for Wildly Terror Podcast. You too can have our face on a mug. Or a pillow. Or a pillow, which Esther got specifically <laughs> for herself. <laughs> exactly. I need my face on my own pillow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And remember, go forth and tear wildly this week. We love you so we much. We love you so much. <laughs> Thank you for struggling on this bus with us. We made it. We eventually got our groove, right? <laughs> oh, God. I don't even want to know. <laughs>